Yes, my friends, and welcome to the John Mahon Show, powered as always by Forever Loud. Powered. Power. The power of rock. The power of loud. Power of loud. The loud power. Yeah. The loud power two-hour show, baby. And what are two hours we've got, John? Fucking jam-packed, man. This Packed show. Full of jam. Yeah, you can't move. Raspberry jam. Raspberry. Strawberry jam. Apricot jam. And... The Word Alive and Vakovi Jam. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice segue, bro, because my friends, our guests on today's live stream are Telly from The Word Alive. He'll be joining us in about 30 minutes to talk about the band's brand new album, Heart Reset, which is going to be out August 25th. And then in hour two, we've got lovely Hamish. Lovely Hamish. First time well, it's technically second time on the show, but the first time he it was at Slam Dunk. Yeah, so that was chaos. This is the first time live on the show. That was carnage, that Slam Dunk interview. If you missed it, it is part of our Slam Dunk special, which you can go and watch on the John Mahon Show YouTube channel. Shout out to Aaron Stickle, already hanging now. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hope you're well. Very well, Aaron. Hope I, you're I hope you're well as well. Yeah. Are you well? I'm well. Are you well? As well as I can be. Well... Is anyone really well in this day and age? Uh, do we have time for that? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thoughts on the aliens? Thoughts on the aliens. Tom DeLong was fucking right, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like Tom sat there being like, you laughed at me. You all laughed at me. But I'm going to be the, uh, the other side of the coin on this. Because, like, everyone's so excited. Oh, what did they actually show in that in that hearing? Nothing. They gave us nothing. They told us a bunch of shit. Have you have they you ever didn't. seen lawyers or court though? Did you see how many times the woman had to ask him the question but in order for him like, to basically say, "Yeah." Brian Cox tweeted or xed or whatever the fuck it is. Xed. <laughs> he xed. A lot of men sat on that stage and made extraordinary claims, but didn't present extraordinary evidence. Evidence. So yeah. from so. Like, I can't conclude anything from it because I haven't seen the evidence. It's like, I, anyone can say anything. I can say, I've got my testicles of spaceships. Are they? Yeah. Yeah. You got any but, evidence? No. Yeah. I'm not going to show. Uh, I, I have, but I can't show you here. Right. I'll show you later. Right. Okay. That's basically when the cameras what, aren't rolling. That's basically what the alien hearing was. Yeah. A lot of people saying, I know Hello. stuff. I've, I've, I got the information. Yeah. I can't tell you here, but I'll tell you that. A lot of ball tickling. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, is blue balls for the audience. Very much so. Do yeah. you know who else was right about it? Daft Punk. <laughs> what do you mean? So, oh, right. They are the aliens. Bro, they? I've been listening to Random Access Memories, the Daft Punk album, like on repeat for like the last couple of months. And today I had like an outer body experience listening to the last song on it. <laughs> so the last song aliens. on it is a song that I think is called Contact. I'm like 99% sure it's called Contact. Yeah, it is. And basically the start of it features what I think is like a US pilot flying by like a UFO trying to like identify it. And it's like, it's like a radio like transmission from him back to wherever the base is. And this song is from an album that came out 10 years ago. Yeah, well, the... um. The, one of the bits of evidence in the hearing was the pilot that saw the TikTok or whatever, and that was 2004. Yeah, 
And yeah. like the literally the last thing that anyone says on a Daft Punk song before they broke up is this pilot saying, uh, I don't know what it is, but there's something out there. Why did they break up? And aliens. Aliens. Because aliens Daft gone. Punk were French robot aliens. They were say they were like, Oh, I'll go on, don't leak our information. No more music for you. Yeah, that's it. And they actually <laughs> blew one of the Daft Punk robots up in the Has anyone ever seen them out of the masks? I don't think so. Actually, no, they have. There's, I mean, there's I've there's definitely watched the Daft Punk documentary. It's an amazing documentary. We are so far off the track, my friends. <laughs> this is the reason why you listen to this show for the side rambles. But let's get on to topic because we have got two massive guests joining us on the show today. In our two, Hamish and Vakovi will be here to talk all about the band's brand new single. Only Creepy. massive in stature, not phys- physically massive. I don't know. They could be, but they're not like, when you say massive people, it sounds like... Did I say massive people? I meant to say massive guests. Massive guests, still same. Yeah. <laughs> massive in terms of notoriety, like, yeah. fame. Music-wise, they are massive. Credits, artistic value. Not um, not as not like me, a, a rotund person. Or me, who just sneezes protein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Yes. But yeah, Scotland's finest, Hamish, will be here in hour two. And joining us in hour one of today's show, we've got Telly from The Word Alive. The band are going to be releasing a brand new album called Hard Reset. No, not Hard Reset. That is the name, John. Is it Hard Reset? Yeah. You got it right. Completely right. There we go. August August 25th is the release day. Look at you with your knowledge and your research. (laughs) And they have given us four songs off it or three? We've got four. Four. The thing is, it's quite a long um, album lead up because the first song single came out last year from this album. I did it. Yeah. Damn. So maybe there was a delay. Well, well you could it say it's a slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the name? Of Which the is the name of the current single that's out? Excited for that. We've got a new uh, collab cam window. Yeah. Test out new little layout for the interviews, and the the idea behind this is to make it a little bit crisper when we do the post edit as well, like a quaver, like a quaver. I think about a good crunch, like a monster munch. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Oh, you got to go nacho then if you want the crisp. Yeah. 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 It's crisp as a tortilla or, chip. Or a kettle chip. Kettle chips are strong crisp as well. <laughs> Dr. Scott participating, saying, love, it reminds me of their dark matter era. Vocals are sublime. They are indeed. And speaking of the vocals, Telly will be on the show in about 15 minutes time. Which Get to hear his vocals live. Live. From New York. No. no from Phoenix, definitely. maybe. Phoenix, Arizona. I think when I went to Vegas, we, we drove to... What's that fort place? Fort Minor? That's well, the, the, the band. The, <laughs> Where is it? I drove over it. Da- no, not the fort. It's Hoover Dam. Hoover Dam. Which is near Vegas. So I drove to the Hoover Dam. I actually drove over the Hoover Dam. Damn. And then you go a bit further and you see you enter Arizona. Mm. It is just like the middle, the desert. Just nothing around. Yeah. But yeah, apparently, apparently Arizona is like one of the most fun places to go and party, though. I imagine. Yeah. I just, yeah, a lot. I would like to go to a lot of America that I haven't been to. I've been to like Florida and L.A. and Vegas. But I want to go to like the the smaller the deeper, places. The deeper dives. Yeah. I also want to go to Texas. Yeah. Shoot you'd... some guns. <laughs> 
you'd fit in well in Texas. <laughs> we have got Rabs saying, not a band I've heard before. I think I'll give their songs a listen as well. Well, they've got a serious back catalogue now. Yeah. 2008, I think. 2008, they started, well, yeah. First album was 2010. Second album was 2012. Not that I've got it written here. <laughs> <laughs> Who's drumming for them now? Um, Daniel Nelson. Mm. says he okay <laughs> so not luke no luke left a few last album i don't know damn because yeah i mean if you look at the word of lives wikipedia page they've had a a very large selection of band members over the years they've been very heavily involved and influential in like the the scene i guess yeah Me- is it i guess it's metalcore yeah definitely i feel metalcore. like they're now more Post, I don't know. It's so hard. I don't know what the job. Well, you about are. to say post metalcore, post hardcore? I don't know. Post hardcore is so vague to me. Like people, you call like architects post hardcore now, but it doesn't really mean anything. There's so many bands that are lumped in with that genre. It's why I hate genres so much, man. Because it's like, why? Well, it's just like <laughs> to me, like metalcore is well, it stemmed from like Killswitch Engage and like those. Who would you bands. say the first metalcore band was? I don't know. Probably, well, when was the first Killswitch album? Like early 2000s. Let's have a look. There was probably more. I'm not like a fucking... Gatekeeper. Yeah. Who else? I mean, August Burns Red have always been one of my favourites. So the first Killswitch Engage album came out in 2000, which was a self-titled record. How old were you then, John? I would have been... Six. Six years old. No, well, six. Rocking seven. out to, yeah. to Kill Switch and Gabe. Bossing out some Kill Switch. And then The End of Heartache came out in 04. <laughs> yeah. That's so long. Yeah. I remember when that came out. I think I watched it on like Skuzz or Kerrang or something. And then you ended up working there. Yeah. That's yeah. good. And you ended up working at Kerrang? Yeah, I did. Not the TV, but. No, I did actually. The, the, working on the TV was my first ever paid was job. Was it? My first ever paid job in the music industry was vo- voicing the official Kerrang rock chart on Kerrang TV. What was it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Before I even... So that's got... like Channel 4, isn't it? Or Box it TV. Was Box TV. Yeah. But now, well, Box... Uh, Channel 4 now own Box, so... Oh, do they? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. But I think they... So Box had... This is a boring conversation, if you know. <laughs> so Box had 4 Music and Kerrang and yeah. all that. Yeah. So obviously, they were part of the Channel 4 network, but I guess then Channel 4 was like, well, we'll just buy you all. That makes sense. Because when I went in to record the first ever official Krang Rock chart, I had to go to London for it. And it was like, it was madman. I walked into this office and it was literally just like TVs and computer screens yeah. everywhere. And then I was like, this is sick. And then the, I, was, I was like, where am I voicing it? And they put me in this tiny little sweat box of a voiceover booth where I was genuinely like sweating out of my eyeballs. That was like, oh, yeah, we had one of those at Sony. It's like you come to the Sony offices, you're like, oh, well, great, we're in, we're in Sony. And then we had, yeah, literally like a little, it was just like a pod like that you stuck people in full of uh, like soundproofing. Yep. But if you stuck, had people in there for like an hour doing a voiceover, they'd come out just soaking. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing one for you guys, although I was quick in and out that one. Yeah. I think I was only in there for like 10, 15 minutes. Still get your hour, hourly rate though. Yeah, thank you. Shorting a boy out. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Rabs saying, always finding new music. Thanks to you guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, Mr. Rabs. It's what we're here for, my friend. We're in the process of educating people and trying to push them in the direction. There's a lot of music out there. Yeah. Not a lot of time. Yep. 
so we're trying to even cut, me, cut even, through the yeah even us we still there's still new bands ready to be discovered yep like who did we react to on that last show Silent Planet. Silent Planet, yeah. Yeah, never heard of that band before. And I'm like, Ollie's educating me on stuff. So yeah, it's a big educational process. What's that new single called? It was called... Isn't it like Annihilation or something like that? Assimilation. Oh, I can see it in my head. It begins with an A. Yeah. It does begin with an A. It's on my like song. That was... That's Antimatter. Antimatter. Yeah. Antimatter for the master plan. Louder than God's revolver and twice as shiny. Antimatter for those... Anti-matter. Anti-matter. From the VPL. Well, my friends, we (laughs) will be joined by Telly from The Word Alive in about 10 minutes time, talking all about the band's brand new album, which is going to be dropping August 25th. Some strong features. Yeah. On that record, which which we'll get into. And speaking of features, actually, there's one thing that I wanted to mention, which was a song with a strong selection of features on it, actually. Little Peep, I Love, Makonen, I never know how to pronounce it, and Fallout Boys collaboration, I've Been Waiting, certified platinum in the US, marking one million units sold. million units? A million units, which is fucking huge, not just when you consider the fact that it features Fallout Boy and Little Peep, but also more so Little Peep's involvement in it all, because that song came out after Peep had passed away, I do believe. And it was one of the songs that was part of the plan to basically send that kick into the stratosphere and to like push him into being like a global household yeah. name. That was the next stage of the plan with Little Peep is basically move into like the UK and Europe, focusing heavily on like cracking like the UK and European demographic. He was probably going to do like some pretty big venues over here before his tragic and timely passing. But I just wanted to give a massive shout out to that man because one, yeah, one million units sold for a, a song like that is fucking huge in this day and age. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like, how many people are in the UK? 60 million, something like that. 65, yeah. But it's at least, it's at least like a, a small city yeah. for people. It's like Birmingham. Nah, Birmingham's got more than one yeah, million. Yeah, true actually. It's like uh, maybe Chester, where I'm from. Yeah. It's like the the whole of Chester buying, buying that, that song. song. <laughs> File that under things that you love reckon, to no, see. There's probably less than a million in Chester. It's not that big. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I always, when I always think it. of like measurements, I'm like, how many people, how, how big would an area need to be to like. Do you know how I people? do it? I do it in terms of venue. So if I have to ever yeah. picture 5,000 people, I think of Brixton Academy. If Ooh. I ever have to picture 10,000 people, I think of Wembley. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you had X amount of listeners or viewers. I yeah. Say, oh, I've had, I've had Wembley. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, a Wem- what, Wembley Stadium's like 100? One of my videos has got 140 odd thousand let's go bro that's yeah. like loads of o2s yeah Cu- couple <laughs> I could, of o2s. <laughs> a wembley stadium in there if every one of those viewers bought a ticket to my show that i was playing yeah fucking loaded yeah big taylor swift money fortunately it's all free on the internet it is indeed because we love you my friends shout out to some of the people in the chat aaron stickle saying silent planet are phenomenal anti-matter is a tune and dr scott on the agreement there yeah 
big fan of what Silent Planet are doing with that tune. And, you know, speaking of reactions, we'll be reacting to a couple more throughout today's show. A couple of new tunes kicking around. Yeah, well, our second guest on the show, Hamish from Vukovi, they've just released a new single Creepheat. on their new label shop tone records, records which is big big news so we'll talk all about that and we'll listen to it a bit <laughs> later um do you want to check out anything else before telly comes on got six minutes before telly joins us i feel like that isn't enough time to should do I, yeah should i so i'll do this the bloodstock winners yeah or winner do that bro so last week i ran a we ran a competition to win two tickets at bloodstock and all you needed to do was Write in the comments on the Instagram post, uh, what would you be your must-have item to take to Bloodstock? And I've picked a winner. I know I've contacted them. It's all good. Hell yeah. I'll read out some of the Some entries. of the submissions. A lot of them are just more like normal things you'd bring. Got a few beers. Yep. Someone what? Says, someone says electric soup. Electric which I, soup? I'm assuming is beers because they put a beer emoji. Okay. I've never heard beer referred to as electric soup before. I mean, someone's put a tent and a cider. And cider. Again, very normal things you yeah. take. Um, wellies, sunnies. Someone says an inflatable glow stick. An inflatable glow stick? An, infl oh, no, an inflatable glow-in-the-dark lightsaber so we, ah, we don't right. lose each other in the pit, which I quite like. Someone says sun cream because... La I don't know if you were there. Remember last year, in early August, was it sweltering? It was like thirty-five degrees. I was there. I was at Bloodstock on the on the Saturday, and I've never seen so many melting goths. Oh, really? <laughs> Just like a download was bad for it this year. Well, though. yeah, but Bloodstock's more like leather and. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Just yeah. so many people just dying in the heat. But shout out to the fucking pit crew. Because I saw like like Silos has played, Lorna Shaw played, and people were fucking circle pitting, moshing, Let's go. crowd surfing in fucking 34 degrees. That's the thing about metalheads, man, is that like, I think... I was just like, have some, give them some water. Yeah, genuinely. Like... I couldn't even stand out in the sun for like long enough. Yeah. Yeah, I felt that way at Download Festival this year. Although sometimes it does create a nice effect. Like whilst Lorna Shaw were playing to the Hellfire, the circle yeah. pit that was going on kicked up a quite literal dust tornado. And as you got Will Ramos on stage making his pig squeals, quite literally it looks like the gates of hell have opened up from the front of the pit yeah, in front of him. It's good luck, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so the winner of the competition is... Ooh. Dan Thackray. Hey, his, and a baby, Dan. With his, Let's go. His entry, he says, is my Tinky Winky costume, which I liked because he's put the word my in it. <laughs> so he has Not a, a rental. He, he's got it. He owns it, I imagine. My fucking Tinky <laughs> Winky costume. Yeah. Like he was like, oh, what, what should I wear? Goes for, <laughs> goes for his wardrobe. Oh, should I wear me? Yeah. Uh, Metal t-shirts, jeans, whatever. No, got it. Tinky Winky. Is that, is that the purple one? Mm, yeah. I'm going to say yeah. Yeah. Tinky Winky. La La. Poe? What was the other tipsy. one? Tipsy. Tipsy. Is he tipsy? Tipsy. Dipsy. Is it tipsy? No, Tip surely it's not tipsy. Definitely not tipsy. Tinky Winky. Something. <laughs> la La. Poe. Poe. Poe's the fucking what G. 
What's a day to remember's favourite Teletubby? La, 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 la. Now everybody's singing la. Right? <laughs> Off the dome, my friends. That's the kind of content that you're in for. That's the kind of quality of jokes <laughs> yeah man i w- nothing from the top shelf here it's all buy one get one free dipsy aaron says Is it dipsy yeah, that's, yeah that sounds about that right sounds about right aaron also says bring me at leeds fest last year felt like a post-apocalypse with the dust storm it was sick yeah especially with that new theme yeah the new church of what's it called that was that, that would have been pre-church of horizon though oh leeds fest yeah, Ours, church, yeah. yeah leeds actually fest yeah but they still had, that was the debut of the previous production, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Because I, I was at Reading and it was like. The AI generated. Yeah. yeah. I remember it being so mind blowing. I just, I like, it's one of those where you like, obviously the performance is great, but you just can't keep your, keep your eyes off the graphics and all that going on. Yeah. And, genius way yeah. to start a show and how they've tied it into the story for this next record with like eve using it as a way to study humanity figuring out what's wrong with us all but i like it because they do that thing where it's like they have a camera go scanning the audience and they put that into the stream well, into the feed so it's like scanning looking for mosh pits yeah no, <laughs> no mosh pits detected open this place up <laughs> that's great what a way to like get the crowd going before you've even stepped. Yeah, on stage. before, well, before you've even said a word <laughs> yeah. as well. Like when you've got a robot telling you to stop, like being such a wuss about it, and actually fucking push it back. And then Ollie comes out and enforces that. Yeah, man. Pull the fucking tempo now, bro. He said that in that performance for the first time since I saw him do it really? at that Reading one. Like, so the first time I saw him do it was Reading. Is it? Offensive. <laughs> I can't tell. I don't know. <laughs> Pull the fucking tampon out is kind of offensive, isn't it? But I feel like he gets away with it because he said it for years. Yeah. And it's <laughs> and it's it's yeah. quite tongue in cheek yeah. with its use. Like <laughs> Yeah. Because I I'm I'm always like it's like kind of funny, but kind of also offensive. <laughs> I think I think the message does what it says on the tin. Like the the desired effect is listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, yeah. Sometimes I forget we're live. Like, self edit, self edit. Cut that, cut that, cut that. Yeah, you should have seen us trying to do the podcast intros and outros, my friends. Actually, to be fair, that's something we can talk about is the podcast is near enough done. We're going to start podcasting this show as well. So you can listen to the John Mahon show on the go. And we've been recording yeah. intros and outros for the pod, for, for the shows that we've done so far to turn them into podcasts. When do you reckon the first one will be? Hopefully, this week? Hope, this week? hopefully by the time this yeah. weekend hits, we're going to record a nice little trailer after the show, but episode one's edited, episode two's edited. Sick. Get them out. Yeah. So we, yeah. Once you figured it out. Yeah. An- what is another a, what platform. Is a podcast? Oh, I don't know about you, my friends, but do you ever just look at your phone and go, why are there so many platforms? Like, why are there so many things to check? Why is it emails, messages? Instagram, X, TikTok, Threads. I'll tell you why, John. Because they want your money. Yeah, it's true. And they say, if you don't 
do this, like all your friends, you're missing out. But while you're doing that, we're going to steal all your information and sell it for advertising. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. <laughs> it's the hard truth. Data, of- my friends. That's where the real money is in 2023. But look at us still trying to do the music thing. Yeah. It's like um, you speak to like your rel- old relatives, uh, family gathering. They're like, oh, you're still doing your music, are you? <laughs> still doing the music. <laughs> Well, my friends, we'll be joined on the show very, very shortly by Telly from The Word Alive. The band have got a brand new album coming out very soon, just a couple of weeks away. Uh, It's called Hard Reset. And what have they had so far? So, yeah, the previous single was New Reality and Nocturnal Future. John's freaking out because he's two minutes late. Wouldn't necessarily say I'm freaking out. I'm just like, I tell you, the the thing that gives me the most anxiety about this, and I had like, when we first started doing this show, I actually had to send the Zoom links to Ollie to be like, is this right? Like, have I have I done done the Zoom link thing right? It's only messed up once when. Was it, it was Jacob Super, Super Love. Love. Yeah. And uh, you, the link wasn't there. I know exactly what I did. <laughs> I like, because with Zoom, right, when you create a Zoom link, there's all that like stuff that you don't need. Yeah. Like right at the bottom. So I must have like taken that out and in the process of taking that out, actually wiped the link that you needed. Because he was like, <laughs> is it a Google Meet? And we were like, well, we're not on Google Meet. So whoever you're messing, whoever yeah. you're getting on a, <laughs> on, a, on a call with, ain't us. Definitely not us. Definitely not us. But yeah, hopefully I haven't botched this one like the last one. Shall I just click the link and see if it is right? Maybe. But my friends, as we said, the John Mahon Show is now going to be a podcast. But we also have been churning out videos on YouTube since May. Yeah. May was the first one. And on that, there is a special that we did at Slam Dunk Festival earlier on this year. And during that Slam Dunk special, we had Hamish and Janine from Vakovi. And one of my favorite parts of that interview, we had a segment where it's like, how many questions can you answer in 69 seconds? And there was one clip in particular from that interview that still to this day, like if I like even scroll past it on my phone without even playing it, I start giggling because I know what, what it is. What's that? So you know when, I can't remember like what the question was, but Hamish just goes, go, 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 and Janine just goes, what does he say in that bit? He just says, go, go, go. But it sounds like... Wasn't it like, who's the best band you've played with or, sort of, or supported? Or, oh, yeah, like or the, the, ni- most, like the like... nicest band that you've t- uh, <laughs> supported. I'm like, is that a band? It was funny though. Yeah, big fan. I like the the two of them, their sort of banter between each other. I guess because they've been working together for so long, they they have that thing where it's like you can tell they can tell what each other are thinking. They can indeed. Well, my friends, it is time to introduce you to our first live guest on today's show. The lead singer of a band who are going to be dropping a brand new album called Hard Reset out on August 25th. Please show a lot of love and appreciation for Telly from The Word Alive. Hello. How's it going, guys? Hell yeah, dude. How are you? I'm good, good. How are you guys? 
Very good indeed. Very good. Where in the world are you? Coming to us from Phoenix at the moment. Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Damn. Yeah, yeah. So you moved out of Arizona. Yeah, I, I think I moved here probably like 12, yeah, 12 or 13 years ago. The the hot sun. I, I I like to be outside, but I like to be able to be outside and enjoy it. So Phoenix was a little too much. Yeah, I was looking at Vegas weather the other day, and it was like forty over forty degrees, which is like I don't, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's very it's very fucking hot. <laughs> I was like that yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be able to survive in that weather. Oh yeah, dude. It uh, Arizona hit. I think it was the longest streak of being over a hundred degrees in a row ever in history uh like last week it was like i don't even know oh i was like yeah i I was like this is why i left a long time ago Uh, (laughs) yeah i I love the state beautiful state but i can't deal with that it's only slightly less hot in la i guess (laughs) still it's still nice i imagine yeah yeah it's not too bad here Hell yeah. Well, I mean, metaphorically transferring into a very different kind of heat, the heat that is coming off the songs that you've been releasing. Holy shit. Like, let's start with the last single, Slow Burn. I'm guessing this is going to be the last single before we head into the record. No. No, uh, no, there's one more. So Hate Me drops at midnight tonight uh, with Loveless. Um, And yeah. And then and then and then we'll see from there. Yeah. Holy. But shit. yeah, we have we have one more like at least official single tonight at midnight. Oh, let's go. Well, that's a nice segue into the collaborations on this album because you have loaded this record with names. Was that a decision going into the process that you wanted to team up a little bit more on this one? Uh, definitely. Like I, I had always been a huge fan of collaboration. You know, like I, I think that's one of my favorite parts about music is, you know, when bands or artists of different kinds come together and, you know, they're able to create something that kind of sounds like them, kind of sounds like you. And it gives, you know, fans a a little taste of what that would be like, you know? And so for me, when we started doing this one, Craig was the first one that I asked and that he signed on. And then it just kind of became like, when it felt natural, like when it felt like, okay, this song feels like it, it would be great to have this person because their voice is so good, but it, it just, the energy of it, um, it just matches and it's very, you know, cohesive. So that was the goal. It wasn't just to like, I didn't set out and I'm like, I'm going to get all these features. It was just like when the songs wrote themselves and it, it felt like that song might be meant to have another voice on it, then I would hit someone up. Hell yeah. That's awesome, man. And like, it's, it's something that bands are starting to get a little bit more used to. It felt like for the longest time, bands were so afraid of bringing anyone else in and like almost sharing that spotlight with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree. I, I felt like that. And in my mind, I'm like, collaborate, it's fun for fans. You know, it's like, it creates fun moments on the album. It creates fun moments to maybe like tour together or have that person come out at a show and you never know. It's like, are they going to play that song? Are they going to do the part? You know, it's like some of those moments have been so special for, for fans at live shows. And that's what this record is like about. It's a, it's about 
bringing people from just like listening and all you know the streaming and all those things and like come see the show and let's put on a show for you so that that was kind of the mentality with this it. like the word alive cinematic universe just getting an avengers mm-hmm. team assembly <laughs> yeah absolutely well, speaking of getting Craig on, it's interesting that he was the first name that came to him. And what was that conversation like, given Craig's past with the word alive? So me and Craig, have, I mean, and obviously there's that history. Me and Craig have been friends, but even before that time period. Oh, damn. Um, so I would say probably not that long, maybe even a year or two after, maybe like in 2010 or 11, like, there were like talks where we'd be like, man, you know what? Like we should, we should do a song together. Like that would be so awesome for the fans. Like, and and that would not just show that like, there's all love there and appreciation and respect, but it would just be fun for the fans. So we talked about it for years and years and it just never worked out schedule wise. And then this time I was working on the song and um, the song that uh, fade away with, with Craig was, I wrote with uh, Zach in Arizona. And we were recording with Matt Good and Craig moved to Phoenix again. And so like, it was pretty easy to just be like, pop in the studio, you know? And, and, and if this is your jam, like just kind of go to town on it. And he went in with Matt. I, I had to go back to LA, but he went in and just absolutely crushed it. And he, one of his big things that he said, he's like, this is just going to be so much fun for the fans. Like, and that, that's the whole, like, you know, reason that we're still a band, that it, that their band's still a band. It's like fans make all of us what we are. And so it's like for us, we just wanted to have that full circle moment that, you know, if you're an OG, you're, you're going to like get and understand how big of a deal it is. But even if you're not, you're just going to be like, this is just a good song that has two people hopefully that I like to listen to. Yeah, well, we're live at the moment. So we have a few people in the chat and we had a little play of uh, slow burn before and some people in the chat were like oh this sounds really cool we're gonna check these guys out so still making new fans even after you've been around for best well, over 10 years now isn't it yeah yeah i mean welcome to the family we we uh hopefully will be picking up as many new friends along the way this record and um you know this this one's special if you like slow burn the thing is there's almost no other song like it necessarily on the record but uh, there are melodic songs, but it's like it also has a lot of like heavy stuff, a lot of faster paced stuff. So I feel I feel like this record is like all the good parts of the word alive, like mixed in and out throughout it. So it's just it, it's just a nice listen, I think. Hell yeah. And I can imagine a slice of that heaviness is probably going to come when Bad Omens jump on for their tune. And I mean, the explosion of that band over the last couple of years has been insane. I mean, when did this collaboration first start happening? When were the first conversations for it? Was it after their like sort of meteoric rise or was it was it even before then? Uh, It was definitely after, but I would say like how I guess it kind of ended up beginning way before then uh noah and jolly and i have been friends for however long now noah and i even further back um we've always like we've tried to tour like multiple times over the years uh through the through um through the last i would say like three or so years uh, there were a chunk of or four years maybe even longer there were a chunk of guest vocals that i've done and recorded that i actually recorded with noah and then 
the three of us, Jolly Noah and I would do some co-writes together and working on music. And so then when one of us was being made, I knew it was a song that like was going to have a feature. It just, it just felt like there were enough different shifting energies throughout the song that it would be really easy to, to have. And, you know, what, what's funny is, so I actually brought two songs to Noah. Um, I went over to his house one day and I was like, Hey, I'm going to play you two songs. I'm pretty sure I know which one like you are going to want to be on. And I'm like, I'm going to play you the first one first, which is the one that like, you know, some other people in the band or at the label were like this, we feel like this song is the one. And I was like, no, that's not the one. <laughs> um, and, and then when he heard this one, he was like, this is like, this is exactly my vibe. He loved the chorus, loved the dynamics. And he actually did, um, he liked it so much. He actually has like a producer credit on it. He went back in and did like a bunch of production on the song. And so it, it made it even more like his style. So uh, the song has transformed so much from the beginning demo until now. And he really like, I don't know that the song sounds like literally if it, like bad omens and the word alive, like created something together. It just, it, it's, it's some really cool, great parts about their band and some really cool, great parts about our band, but it, it, do, it does get uh, heavier uh, at, at one particular section. I like that the credits are like the full band as well, rather than just a member as well. I think it, it helps people like check out those bands as well if they haven't heard them. Yeah, you know, uh, that all that stuff has to do with like that's on the label side and that's <laughs> yeah. all like how that works with like you know sometimes you know it's like I'll be featured and it's like as Telly Smith because it can't be the word alive because uh, this conflict or whatever. So um, politics. It, it's just all the po yeah, it's all the politics stuff, but um you know, I I do think like if you think escape the fate, you think of Craig. If you think of Bad Omens, you think of Noah. If you think of Normandy, you think of Philip. You know, if you think of, um, you know, so forth and so on, it's like there is that like they've developed their names and and I think their names are synonymous with their projects, of course. So either way, I don't think it really matters, but it does for the whatever behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, more often than not, it's like people sat behind contracts and all that kind of boring shit being like, actually, it's got to be said this way. But one thing that I actually did want to pull you up on, speaking of collaborations, and it's interesting you say that with like the Word Alive Association, was your cover of uh, someone, uh, the Lewis Capaldi song, song Someone You Loved, yeah. with uh, Our Last Night are on there, I See Stars are on there, and there's another voice on there as well. Ashland. Ashland so was that another case where it was like even though it pretty much is like you on the song it had to be the word alive as a collective yeah so I don't remember how it came about exactly of like the how the features came across but I know that there's something on the back end, I don't know there's all this back end stuff of just like how it gets placed on Spotify and and whatnot but yeah, that was just a, that was the easy one. Like we were going to be doing the tour with uh, our last night, I think it was 2019. Um, and we've known those guys for a long time. They were like, this is the idea for the, for the song is we want to have every singer from the tour do a portion of the song and then blend them in. So they were like, 
every singer, I think, sang like most, if not all, the song, and then they kind of like took bits and pieces and wherever you wherever they felt like you shine most, like they kind of like just like that was your spot. So it, that was a fun one too. Like uh uh actually I think I recorded I recorded my vocals and me and Devin Devin was there at the studio when I recorded because we shot our um video scenes at the same day that I recorded the song. So it was just another thing to it's cool to collaborate and and i've always been about that so as as often as i can that it makes sense um i i try to when it when it's like the right song sick and do you know if lewis has heard that cover because he is somewhat of a national treasure around these parts and he is a big alternative music fan as well i mean he is an icon i i love him i love his energy i love his story his his voice is incredible I hope he's heard it and I hope he, he loved it, but I don't know for sure. Oh, well, we'll see if we can try our best to try and push it into his direction in some way, shape or form. <laughs> Please do. Doubt he'll listen to us. Yeah. Like, a couple of idiots. <laughs> All right, Lewis. <laughs> Any chance you could check out this sick cover of one of your songs? Yeah. Oh, well, let's talk about the song that's going to be coming out at midnight then with Loveless. So one of the biggest up and coming names currently going in music, like quite a lot of hype around this band. And was this another case where like, as you're writing this one, you kind of heard the feature going on in your head? Yeah. So uh, this is a song that I started writing in actually also in 2019 and I was at this studio of one of Zach's friends. Oh no, I, I was at the studio of the old engineer who engineered our records, uh, Dark Matter and Violent Noise, Ryan Damonson. And we were just having like a, a writing day. You know, sometimes Zach and I would just be like, let's just see what we can come up with. So I started this song idea and, with Zach. And, um, and then at the time, like, the rest of the band just they just didn't feel it i guess like they didn't think it was like meant to be on the record so it would have been worked out and fleshed out and and ended up on monomania Damn. but they were like nah let's let's do something else so i was like really like, all right so stashed it waited and then brought it back revamped it made it like 10 times cooler and literally like so julian and i have been talking for a while now online about like collaborating and you know we were like friends online and then someone had tweeted and been like loveless the word alive when and and i i don't know if it was him or i who wrote first and then the other wrote and so then it was like i, I was working on the song and i sent it to him and i was like well actually i have this song that i think will be perfect for your voice and um he absolutely murdered it like it's so good. I, I think this song, it's definitely the, I would say the hardest vocally or one of the hardest ones vocally. And, and it's very sneaky, but it's like in a higher key than I'm normally, normally singing in. And he just went off. So it like pushed me to another level too. Cause I'm like, well, if he's going off, like I gotta like really step my game up. So it, it made me a better singer and he's an incredible um, vocalist. So he he wrote all his parts and which was really cool to i didn't know what he was gonna write you know and i'm just like let me let's see like what he does he sent me back like a really rough idea in like 45 minutes and i was and he was like this is kind of the vibe i'm gonna go for and it was a lot of it was like 
what he ended up doing he just like did it more like fleshed out but it was it was crazy i'm like I, I know what that feeling is like so it was really cool it's like when you're really into a song and it just it feels really natural to you it just kind of like pops out and you're like yeah i'm thinking this and so it, for him it like sounded like it was like really fast and really easy but that's like sometimes a, a great sign about a song it's like it just it's like the song writes itself and those are the best songs hell yeah we've had quite a lot of musicians on this show say that we had was it stand atlantic we were talking to uh download festival yeah. we talking about the song death wish and they were like we literally like as soon as we laid down the melody they were like bang the hook came bang the verse came and they were like within a day they were like we had a hit and they just knew it with that one and they're like we haven't been able to do yeah. that since but it's nice to know that we can <laughs> no it's 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 sick like you know we we are just like vessels for the music to yeah. come out like i feel like the way that things are like music will find a way to be made and and songs just pour out of people and it, it's you just have to like let it happen and it's interesting you said a bit about letting it happen and being sat on that song in particular since like what 2019 i mean what's the longest you've sat on a song that it's been there on hard drives having like updated versions until it actually finally makes it that that one's probably it that as far as like from where it started until the day it was like 100 percent done was probably physically the longest amount of time um but it didn't take that much time when you count just the days that it was worked on it, it you know i would say it was like a week or less of total like work time but you know when you start it here and then it's like oh let's change the verse here oh let's do this uh you know there there was enough like tweaks to it but for the most part like i i think we've actually played the demo on our patreon before and, and it was one of those things where i was like i played i i want to say i posted it maybe like a year and a half or two years ago because i knew i was like this song there's something here and so i posted on our patreon and fans didn't know at the time that it would be eventually like the song that became but it's not like so different that you, you feel like it's a different song it's mostly the same song just cooler guitar parts cooler drums better vocals but um yeah so it's just one of those things like you never know and fans loved it like our patreon was like this song's awesome so it's like okay maybe I, maybe maybe we're good here with this song it's a keeper it's a nice little easter yeah. egg for all the patreon fans as well when they listen to the yeah, record yeah Dude, that's so awesome. Well, I mean, we haven't got long left because I do believe you've got another one of these at eight o'clock. But like with the time that we do have, I mean, like the Word Alive as a band been going since 2008 and you've been in this band pretty much the majority of that time. And I mean, compared to like 2008 to 2023, what has been some of the hardest parts like musically, like still making music at this point in your career, like sitting down in a studio and going right cool it's now like a totally fresh slate again uh you know i i would say the making of the music has never really been the hard part i would say a combination of you know when when you're a band that has had very like opinionated members over the years it's like you know it's it's which songs get made which songs do make the record which songs get to be like fleshed out into what their full promises versus like you cater to to people and now you end up with like maybe it's not the best that version or that song could be it's not the best version of the song but it is the the most real to the band version 
um, at that time. So I would say it's never been the music that's been hard per se, because we all have always just loved making music. But it is, I, I will say it is hard to kind of like harness in the vision of the band over the years and then maintain that or you want to try new things, but you don't want to also be like, this is our band. You know, it's like, because we're just musicians like anyone else. Like we, we like to try stuff and maybe, it, maybe it's cool. Maybe it's not. Um, So that's what I would say is the hardest part is just like longevity and, you know, being able to, for a band like us, like we never want to just be like one thing. We always wanted to experiment. And I think like, the hardest part is knowing that some people will love you for that. And some people will be like, why don't you just do this all the time? <laughs> and, but we like and, this and, version. And, yeah. And it's like, so knowing that is, is a hard thing. Cause you almost want to be like, well, should we just do that? But it's like, but no, like this is your band. Like this is, this is our lives. Like we should be making the music that we want to make at any given time. And, and hopefully fans will connect with it. And if they don't, that's okay. Cause Music is subjective and you're just never going to have everyone like anything. It's not possible. I mean, that is, that's a phenomenal statement piece. And something that I really do hope like translates to a lot of bands as well is that you can like stay not just in your lane, but go into as many lanes as you want. You can experiment, you can explore. Yeah. I mean, I feel like those, sort of, the bands that do that, you look at Bring Me Horizon yeah like for the amount of hate they've got over the years they're now one of the biggest bands of the yeah world. the amount of shit they got for writing ammo <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's always going to gain more they fans can kind of just do anything they want now i feel like they've yeah. they've navigated the hate so well that i see you know I, everyone sees it it's like there will be people hating but it's like then you see the videos of the live shows and and the streaming yeah. numbers it's like well people who love things are just not busy being on like Twitter talking shit all the time. You know, they're just, they're <laughs> listening to the song. They're in the real world. They're going to the shows. Like they're having the best time of their lives. So it, you can't really put too much stock into like what people hate. Now I do, I do say that, you know, there is such a thing as constructive criticism, but it's really hard with music because it's like someone would be like, constructive of it but maybe it's a song about like your family member dying or something it's like it's so it's such a sensitive thing where i i feel like people just need to let people write whatever whatever they need yeah. to write because you never know like maybe that person's like this might not be the best song but it's something i needed to say and it's something that i needed out there and then and then you're going to make more songs if people give you a chance to. A hundred percent. I know Dayseeker had that, like with their latest record, like I saw the singer Dayseeker put out a tweet saying, it's nice to see people like slagging off this work, which is all about the death of my old man. And it's like, like obviously needed to write that record for a certain element of catharsis. And you've still got people being like, well, yeah, where are the riffs though? At the same time, they're bigger than they've ever been. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, the, the world can be a little cruel and a little cold, but, um, you know, I think as long as artists keep making art that's, you know, authentic to themselves, no matter what that is, like, that, it's going to help someone. It's going to be a part of someone's soundtrack in their life, so that's all that matters. A hundred percent. Well, just before we let you go, Telly, we actually wanted to end this interview with the end of your album, because it's a very interesting choice having a collaboration close out an album, not just a collaboration, a collaboration with from first to last as well, which Ollie pointed out member wise. So Matt, Matt Goodridge is the, uh, yeah, is in for first to last, I believe. 
So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that, did that all come about because of Matt? Yeah. So, I mean, having Matt good on not just a song, but then on the last song and maybe my favorite song in the record, um, it was such a full circle thing. Like I, I'm, I've been a pretty outspoken, like from first to last fan. And we toured with from first to last with Matt in 2010 and maybe 11. Um, he recorded dark matter and violent noise and misery and overdose. And he, he's just been a, like a big part of our band, like both in like the inspiration and friendship. And, you know, when it came time to, you know, working on this record, I'm just such a big fan of Matt's voice. I think he has one of the most underrated voices in the scene period. And he's only gotten better. Like he, he's on this song. He arguably sounds the best he ever has. And he does some crazy shit in, in, in this song. So War With You is like, we do some things in the song that the Word Alive have never done. And it's a huge part of that is because of Matt. And so I, I'm so excited for people to hear it and hear how how he just absolutely went off. Damn. Well, final thought on the brand new record. Did you say that's going to be your favorite song off it? It changes all the time, but I think The Word Alive is Dead, the first song, or the last song, War With You, both of those songs are the ones I listen to the most, probably. Hell yeah. Because well, they're both like unlike anything we've ever done. I, I'm always excited to see what closes out a record, especially like with a band like yourself, who like, as you said, have experimented with so many different soundscapes and like hearing you say how far you've pushed it on this last track. Oh. Yeah. August 25th needs to hurry the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Well, Teddy, thank you ever so much for your time today, my friend. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And best of luck with brand new song out at midnight with Loveless. Is that, what, that one of us? Is that that one? Uh, hate, me. hate me. Hate, hate me. Out. Hate me yep. with Loveless at midnight. And then hard reset, brand new album, August 25th. My friends, one time show some love and appreciation for Teddy from the Word Alive. <laughs> Thank, Thank you guys you. for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you, bro. Take care, man. Yep, Thank you guys you. have a good day. Cheers. You too, man. There Hell yeah. Good old telly. What a, what, telly. what a series of stories that was. Yeah. Like fully behind the scenes into how Noah came on board for that collaboration. That's the thing. Like you forget that Bad Omens have been around for ages. It's just the only the last few years they've blown up. So a lot of friends in the in the scene and yeah it's good good uh selection of guests they've got yeah some hot names hot new bands yeah hate me with loveless out at midnight my friends <laughs> well we are just gonna hit pause real quick because hamish from vakovi will be joining us in about 13 minutes time so go to the toilet grab yourself a drink and we'll see you back here in a few in a bit Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahon Show, powered, as always, by Forever Loud. Had a quick pee break, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, very, you did? Uh, very much needed. Very much needed. Yeah. Otherwise, this stream would have been wet and wild. And if um, you have just joined us, you missed an interview with Telly from The Word Alive. Yeah, that'll but, be up on our YouTube channel straight after the show. But if you're like, oh, I've missed a great interview, well, you're in luck. Yeah. Double another, bubble. Another great guest is coming up. One of my favorite people. Yeah. One of my favorite bands and people. A great human In the being. world. Hamish Riley. 
a one of one kind of soul. And the reason, my friends, we have Hamish from Vakovi on the show is because we were gifted a brand new song by the band. Well, it's it's it was this week's been a big Vakovi week. So a couple of announcements. First, signs of Sharp Tone Records, which are home of Holding Absence, Love. Who else? <laughs> they have Sleep Token? <laughs> no, they don't have Sleep Token. Uh, loads of cool bands. Can't remember any of those off the top of Don Broco. Don Broco's on Sharp Tone. So it's a big move for a band like Fakovi. And uh, they've just released this new single, which is the first on Sharp Tone Records, called Creep Heat. Holy shit. My friends, what do we make of the brand new Vakovi song? Big tune. Big tune is big. Creepy. Well, Aaron says 60 streams and counting. 60. Represent. And counting. Let's go. Yeah, that's going to be a mainstay on playlist for the rest of the summer, that one. Yeah. Can't wait. Well, Hamish will be on in a second, hopefully. Any second now, Hamish. Talk to him all about those chunky tones. Yeah, see if, what was it, baritone? <laughs> a baritone guitar, which is, yeah. I messaged him the other day, and I said, nice chunky tones. <laughs> and did he agree? With, yeah, with your well, that, he, said that's, he said that's the first song he's recorded on the baritone. Ooh. Yeah. That's exciting. Exciting stuff, Tom. Very, very exciting. Before, so Yeah, before he gets on, have you got anything else you want to chat about? Anything else to cover? Ah, yeah, I kind of <laughs> do, but I, I don't want to get into it if Hamish is going to jump on in a second. But you know how Bring Me and Fallout Boy have been doing that ridiculous tour yeah. around the States? They were in New York the other night. And New York City. New York City. And during that, sh I think it was that show where they bought out, what's his face, for Cupid's Chokehold? Travi McCoy. Travi McCoy. What a throwback. Gym class heroes. Take a look at my girl. Are, are they still? Is he still doing gym class heroes? Or? I got no idea. I get. I, I remember he became like solo after gym class heroes. Is that where Travi came from? Yeah. Well, I guess he he was probably because the connection was they gym class heroes was signed to Decadence, which was Pete's Pete's label label in in it was like connected with Fuel by Ramen. Yeah. So, isn't Fuel by Ramen run by one of the dudes from Less Than Jake? Is it? Yeah, I think so. Back in really? the day. Well, I think, I don't know if he's, yeah. If so, that's money. That is a lot of money. Because 21 Pilots are Fuel by Ramen. Yeah, well, Fuel by Ramen is um, a subsidiary or it's connected to Atlantic Records. So right. they've got the big major label backing. Which it's kind of like it's it's basically like <clears throat> the Atlantic want to sign you, and you're but you're like too a bit too alternative for their main roster. I'm with Fuel you. Bar, Fuel will take you. It's where they send the dirty. But then repos. it's like <laughs> Paramore on it. Who else? Twenty One Pilots. Yep. Um, meet me at the altar. Yeah, yeah. Fuel by Ram have been like, just like. They're like the pinnacle of like pop rock, yeah. <laughs> pop punk and rock. Yeah, like if you if you want to tread that borderline of like mainstream, but also within the emo scene, Fueled by Ramen was always... You want that major label money. Yeah. But still have cool owners. Yeah. 
fueled by because I feel like it's the same as like Epitaph, even though Epitaph aren't probably aren't as big. They're obviously they if you get signed to Epitaph, that's a big backing you've got, but it's run by um Brett from Bad Religion, so it's like it's still got that DIY sensibility and that sort of independent vibe. John's not listening. I am. In, I was just. I was just messaging Hamish just to let him know that we're we're ready. We're ready for him. Hamish, you son of a bitch! Did you write the right time on, on the email? I'm starting to think. <laughs> Actually, no, no, I didn't. I didn't put a time on it. I just said eight till nine. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. So, <gasps> oh, maybe it's our fault, John. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it our fault? It is our fault. Is he on? Imagine if Hamish has been sat here waiting the entire time. Oh, it's been five minutes. What's he said? What's he said on the... <laughs> he said, oh, sorry, I'm waiting, apparently. We're in now. Okay. <laughs> Professional. At podcast. all times. Oh. Here he is. Oh. I think this is how the Janine one started because there's there's audio. Nice little image. But is the video? Oh. There is video. I'll right do- then, my friends. Let's do an introduction. Show a lot of love and appreciation right now because welcoming to the John Mahon show, we have Hamish from the Kobe. Jesus, John, how you doing? My ears. Oh, this is. I look huge. <laughs> <laughs> we all oh, the the last interview we did was uh telly, telly and he, like. his head was like really low down there so it was like he was like i can't i was like i'm gonna put my hand there but i can't see it like <laughs> i'm so zoomed in that's all it is it's, yeah it's it's cause right, right we can get foot no it's fine it's fine <laughs> Funny. we're testing cool. a, new, a new interview format setup so you we used to do like the side by side thing and then when it came to like sharing it on socials it all blow out and pixelate it and shit so we were like let's make it all bigger yeah yeah um, yeah, I was I was in the waiting room for I think half an hour. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> chilling. I was just chilling. So I was just like, oh, it hasn't come time. on the stream yet. But I realised because we had two different meetings, two zooms. So I had to. I forgot to close the old one and open the new one. Yeah, you, get, you guys were giving me life. Honestly, it was fine. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Did you watch the whole of us reacting to? <laughs> I did. Your latest I did. single. <laughs> I did. How did, did we do on the reaction front? <laughs> Oh, you got me buzzing. I was so tired before this. I'm buzzing now. <laughs> Have you been for one of your mad 10k runs again? I'm thinking about it. Post that's a post. I've seen. Yeah. I've, I've followed you, and your times on those runs is fucking fast, bro. Your cardio is insane. It's the fastest man oh, alive. And I'm I'm working on it, dude. It was like a lockdown thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like a friend of mine, Cammy, was like, "Do you want to do the couch to 5k?" Um, because I put on so much weight during lockdown, and I was like, "Fuck it, yeah." Insane. And then. Um, I got to 5k and I was just like, let's just keep going, man. Do you know what I mean? And now it's 10k's and I've done one half marathon. Holy like last shit. month. Which turned in, which was literally me just going for a 10k and I was like, I've got so much energy. Fuck it. I'm just going to double it. <laughs> just like- <laughs> oh, Cameron's in the chat saying the fastest, oh, man, is he? <laughs> fastest man in, in Scotland. <laughs> oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah, Cammy, I, yeah, Cammy got me started on it. Yeah, let's like, go. What's, what's, what's your time like for a kilometre? Like what, what are you averaging per kilometre? Oh, um, but four minutes fifty. Fucking hell, bro! Yeah, I mean, oh, on a good day. That's on really good day. fucking good, though. Yeah. Like, you should be very proud of that. 
I yeah. think the, the the my fastest run I had at like four forty, I think, which was during lockdown when I was like every day, man, I was like smashing it. But obviously life has returned, hasn't it? So it's like, like when you can, you know. Yeah, um, festivals, I'll, gigging, drinking. A lot of drinking. Yeah, a lot of things you should <laughs> riffing. be doing. But <laughs> heavy riffing. Which heavy riffing, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Ollie. Yeah. Which brings us on very seamlessly to the new, well, I guess it's a new era for Vukovi right now because mm. big news this week, signed to Sharp Tone Records and released yeah. that new single, Creep, Creep Heat. I keep on wanting to say yep. Creep Street, but that's just... That's the old, a, that's the old a, school clothing brand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, my phone constantly autocorrects it to Creep Here. So when I was doing oh, all yeah. to post it, I was so panicking. I was double checking constantly <laughs> that I wasn't like, Creep Here. The new single. <laughs> Not that anyone would give a fuck. You know I mean? but, like, it's like you're outing yourself. It's like, hey, Creep Here. Hey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Creep Here. Exactly. H-E-R-E. <laughs> Yeah, well, risking him. I mean, uh, as we were saying when we were doing the reaction to it, I mean, like, Nula didn't come out all that long ago. Like, for you yeah. to be churning out not just a hit, but a hit of this fucking quality is insane. I mean, where was the inception for this brand new tune? Uh, oh, thank you. for. I'm glad you like it. That's awesome. That's super cool. We're always like, I mean, like, you're always your own worst critic, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? It's like we overthink everything, but... I do like this song because as you, Ollie, as you were saying, it's the first song that we've done on the baritone guitar. The overall tone of the song is a good bit heavier than the older stuff. Not like massively heavier, but it is heavier. Um, but man, I mean, the timing was just good. We started writing um, simply because we had time. And, you know, when Sharp Tone came along, we, we had this and some other songs. And we're like, let's just like start by putting out a song with Sharp Tone and let's just see what happens. Like, you know, it might have nothing to do with the next album. Let's just release a tune. You know what I mean? Standalone single. Um, Standalone single, brand new, brand new record label. Do you know what I mean? Let's just let's just test the water a bit. I suppose. I don't know. We get bored easily. <laughs> I, well, I guess it, it helps with like the announcement. It's like, oh, new label, new yeah. song. Could you go and be waiting a while for album four? <laughs> 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 um, but we are working on it. So, but you have got some exciting plans this year, including a little run with Baby Metal in the UK. Yeah. That's Hell fucking yeah. stupid. Two, is it two nights at the Roundhouse and then one in Wolverhampton, which is near us? So we'll yeah, we'll be there for Wolverhampton. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh, hell yeah! Oh, please come. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. I don't know anyone in Wolverhampton. So please, yeah, <laughs> we'll be there. Um, yeah, two Roundhouse in Wolverhampton. Um, wasn't a pure like a bit of a dream come true. Like they're like I remember being in uni when Chocolate came out. Yeah, you know, and was just like this is best thing ever <laughs> do you know what i mean like and they're they're one of the last bands i've seen before lockdown as well um in glasgow they they did a show with creeper creeper and baby metal last show i've seen before lockdown so like it's just ah, it's so cool so I, buzzing i remember seeing them in wembley i think it was that when that album came out which got chocolate on and, yeah uh i was just like the amount of dancing those they do i was like how it's are you doing bonkers. this like speak, and singing speak, speaking of cardio that's that must take some cardio. yeah 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 they're they're amazing and the roundhouse shows are like underplays for them as well do you know what i mean it's like yeah. this is not like a big thing for them <laughs> so yeah they crazy. are they are an arena band pretty much 90 percent of the places that they go yep. to so i mean especially if you're yep. going to be debuting some brand new vacovia material like what a stage for it to be getting some of its first plays on and i mean like were yep. rooms this kind of size what you were thinking about whilst writing this tune because like listening to that song it just had main stage energy about it yeah that's such a hard question you know what actually see that kind of question actually is it 
uh, tell from Word Alive for me. Yeah. Um, he actually put it a really good way when he was talking about you're kind of just a vessel for the, the music. That he that's that perfectly sums up how I often feel about music and when people give you credit for writing music. Does that make sense? Like because. Yeah. A lot of the time, people ask, "How did you get there?" and it's kind of hard to explain how it happens <laughs> sometimes. Do you know what I mean? I, think um, just, I mean, it, it just comes out of you when you're doing it, and when you're in the moment, you're not really thinking about it. It just you just write a riff, and then it comes. The rest of it comes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm mean, creepy. Actually, was a good example of a song like that where I remember just sitting down with the baritone and jamming some riffs and ideas, and eventually I came up with the progression for the chorus, and I already had the the the, the um the riff that sounds like Daft Punk that Janine's rapping over that you were saying, John. I kind of had that another version of that riff, and it just once I kind of put those pieces together, the whole song just went. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then and Janine suggested some really good changes, and then she came up with the lyrics pretty fucking fast for it, and that was it. I, I wish there was a deeper like reasoning behind it, but it just something's just click, and that was one of the songs. And I think that's why we were like, let's just put it out because we showed them. Um, the boss at Sharptone, basically uh, Sean, and he was just like, "Yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> like, let's let's just put it out." We we're like, "Fuck yeah!" Do you know what I mean? So that's a nice dose of reassurance when brand new labels straight away are like, "Yeah, send it, <laughs> dude." Terrifying. We like went to their office in London, and they're lovely, lovely Nathan and Sean, the two guys that we work with there, are lovely. And um, Sean, the boss, hadn't heard it before, and we're sitting at this like typical like record label roundtable, uh, and Nathan's like, "Oh, Sean, I'll let you hear." The new stuff and we were just like oh what like because we have to sit in the room <laughs> listening as well do you know what i mean it's like i i hate listening to our own music in the company yeah. of other people do you know what i'm saying it's like it's terrifying and you've just signed to this guy's label you know he's gonna help you make a record do you know what i mean I'm, and um yeah, luckily so. he really liked it and he was just like let's just put this out and we were like oh, i'm amazing hell yeah man so imagine he was like it's shit <laughs> i know man <laughs> that's the thing you're like oh god it's so scary <laughs> And I mean, what I, one of the things that I loved the most about it was like music video wise, you could tell there was a lot of production like spent on it, like not just in terms of the way in which it was shot, but like the location, the staging, the outfits, the costumes, the fact that you're a mime, like, are you a mime? <laughs> I was, I was just, so, he's got a white face, but it... I think Janine would be better one to ask, but like Janine, so Janine directed this video and, um, came up with you know just about everything really for it um I, I, but like the i don't maybe i'm a mime i didn't really question it i was just sort of like i think this looks cool <laughs> like, it looks what? badass but, i bought yeah. because he's got a white face but usually mimes have like the black and white stripe with the gloves not all, don't they not all of them is it black and white i don't know i don't know i don't know I'm thinking about it now as well. Maybe I've just been absolutely fucked. I've just been memed live. So your character for this new record is... Is a meme? Is that, is that? <laughs> yes, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The... Well, I think that was the first time we did that look and it just kind of carried over because it kind of looked cool. So, um, but yeah, it was cool, man. We shot it in Oren Moore, which is like a big sort of uh, church. It's like a very, very much a wedding venue in Glasgow, in the oh, west end nice. of Glasgow. Really nice place. Um, and, and Janina had her eye on it for a while. She went and visited it, and uh, we managed to work out a deal. We, we would get where we would get two days in it, basically to shoot. Um, and yeah, it was a long shoot, but it was it's turned out really well. We're really chuffed, really really chuffed. I mean, Janine smashed it as well because she she was um, the vision, you know, behind yeah the look the look and you know what I mean the feel and even the beginning of the video with the as you say the still and the the text and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, but they totally smashed it. How was Janine as a director? She's like. Hey, Mish, do it again. I'm uh, really good. I mean, me. This is the thing. Like, me and have worked together for like, yeah, 
11 years or something or 10 years i don't even know now and it's like so we just like there's no like we, we are almost like symbiotic our minds together does that make sense like i don't know like it's i was like, sort of saying that before on the, yeah on like it's show. true though it's like a pure like we just work that's probably why the band still yeah. exists you know what i mean we just like we work really well together and like janine knows what i'm good at and i know what janine's good at and that's how the kind can operates do you know what i mean she wasn't um, like, cut 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 hamish you do it no, all yeah. wrong i mean <laughs> i mean it's it, yeah um you do learn a lot though i mean we we both learned a lot doing that yeah. video shoot you always do man you always learn things for next time and it's the same with writing music so i think we're excited to do another video as well and like carry on like the knowledge that we gain from doing that video and hopefully the next one's even more crazy hopefully well, it turned out sick Looks yeah cool. thank you thank I'd you like, i'll let you know yeah oh yeah please do because i mean like looking at it like that sort of like backdrop with like the podiums like it looked like yeah. staging for like an academy show like a main stage academy show totally. like when totally. you stood there like you know like o2 academy in glasgow or birmingham or whatever you stood there and it's like sick 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 like everything's framed perfectly yeah. it's like is this an aesthetic that you want to try and bring out on the road a little bit like yeah like the church kind of look and like the sort of idea of having these dances like hamish comes on yeah. as, a, as a mime <laughs> 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 that's not i'm gonna hear that forever now yeah uh yeah definitely i think like um i think we would love to do some higher production shows but you know what it's like you gotta be playing pretty big rooms before you're doing production mm -hmm. like that do you know what i mean and like we're we are getting there and i think maybe next year at some point we'll do something like that but what i will say is we're also not done with nula entirely yet if that makes sense not to us we're not we still want there's more guess, to be done there not music videos yeah. but like show, live shows and ideas behind that well it hasn't been a year yet has it since the release it's not it's it feels october? like it's been free to us but yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah man it's it's october last year october 7th last year jeez and i mean yeah, i know i mean in terms like, of what that record has done for vacovia i mean like with the new record label and with these shows with baby metal like it is a big illustrator that you're going in the right direction and like you had such a heavy hand in producing and putting that record together and like really refining like the Vakovi sound award-winning producing yeah <laughs> yeah which we, i know that was wild we did predictions for the hmas on this show and that's the one that i picked you to it ollie just gave you like best <laughs> album artwork and i was hey, like listen, give uh, him some fucking boy. credit hey don't don't call me out <laughs> thanks john thanks john. <laughs> i got you <laughs> yeah yeah oh man that was wild yeah that was fucking that felt like a whole dream honestly even winning was wild because our manager was like saying to us if we wanted to know before and we were like no yeah <laughs> like let let's let it be as authentic as fuck if we win and or it was like we had no fucking idea <laughs> although someone saying to you do you want to know you are a bit suspicious yeah you know what i mean you're like but she wouldn't tell us what one unless we asked her obviously so i we were we were blown away bruce who, who produced the album uh who we've worked with for years bruce Rinto, he like his face was shock <laughs> like shock instant shock man um we're just a bunch of nerds from Scotland, so we were just like, what the fuck just happened? And I remember it was up against like Bad Omens and stuff like that. It was like, what? But serious category. Very serious category. And then you Mental. came out. Stupid. And you Stupid. rang. They made a fucking grave error choosing us, but fuck it. Thank you very much. <laughs> you came out and rang a little bell on Wembley stage. That was my favourite bit. You're like, why is a bell here? And you start yeah, like, why was there a bell? I don't know. Why was there a bell? No one's ever answered that question. I, I don't know. I, I love, I love the ADHD that's going on in that moment where it's like, you've just won an award, yeah, but there's a bell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Don't take him. Um, 
probably don't take compliments very well, but yeah, it was it was amazing. It was fucking unbelievable because we had a mad we had a mad few days because we did the slam dunk yep. stage after that, and we did a couple mental warm up shows before that. So it was it was crazy, man. We were on cloud nine. It's cool. Yeah, because we got you at Slam Dunk Festival in Leeds, which was what two days after yeah. the Heavy Music yes. Awards, in it. Like even yeah. seeing you and Janine that weekend, like there was just a constant level of buzz that you guys were at <laughs> yeah. that felt like you hadn't come down from since the HMAs. It's crazy, man. It really, it really was. That was the most fun week we've had in quite a while. It was so like rewarding. It was only a week, but it was very rewarding. You know what I mean? deservedly so man because you two have been working your asses off and i can imagine like that thank you that hard work is is just like foot to the floor like let's give it more gas and i mean like what what's the average week like in vacovi now that things have changed like what are you dealing with like day to day week to week <laughs> um me and janine like literally never stop stressing about every, everything constantly it's like because <laughs> you can't like if you take like we're not big enough to take our foot off the gas ever really so we always have to be thinking about the next album like when we're going to write it where we're going to write it um what's because we're already talking about doing a, probably another single as well Damn. i won't talk too much about it because there's no point in giving it all away but yeah. we, we do have a few ideas but it's like oh man it just it never stops so yeah we just we just text each other and fucking lose our minds together that's it every fucking week <laughs> And, and with such like a high level years. of independence as well i can imagine like quite a lot of stuff is still falling on your lap absolutely man i mean you know i still i still run all the merch for example <laughs> and like we just did the fucking rerun of the horse t-shirt recently uh, <laughs> so we did actually sell a fucking lot of them man like <laughs> we sold loads of them so how did i'm that... still posting them how did that come model. about because i saw it when it got posted but i, I was like well, i didn't know, know the context of the horse t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> do you want i think telling you the context might ruin the illusion though. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? was it just like oh we'll just put the kobe on top of just around uh, i think it was I like it was the a, twi it was a well. twitter thing oh what the fuck was it there was a twitter thing and like martin who drums for us you guys have met martin yeah, right yeah. Who, who drums for us he <laughs> martin like makes used to make memes quite a lot where he just like put Bukovi spelt wrong over like a field of cows i think it was he sent us one time like he's just fucking <laughs> he's fucking mental and i th i don't know if he like posted that as a reply to one of our threads on twitter and then i think i was someone must have mentioned something about oh dare you put something on a t-shirt so i just mocked up the horse t-shirt very quickly literally just like that <laughs> put it online and you know what it's like people fucking love that shit yeah <laughs> like, it's just like it's like people you, love a meme it's mad you can spend ages making like a really cool design t-shirt and then you can just... <laughs> and you make no money and then you make a meme t-shirt and it fucking pays your bills and it's it, like all right well that's cool <laughs> just for kobe written in like ariel or something <laughs> dude it's literally in uh i think it might be yeah whatever the most basic font is could have went comic sans but comic sans was too obvious so I was yeah like, yeah I need to be slightly picky about this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So there was some artistic discrepancy yes. in there, like a smidge. Yeah, it's not as cool as I've made out. I did think about it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I take my work very seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, you do though, bro. Because I mean, like, lick-wise, I'd say that you are one of the most talented, like, guitarists doing it from the United Kingdom music scene at the moment. Because, like, thank you. Because it's, I don't feel it, duh, bro. <laughs> you. you you should, man. You absolutely should. Because you go to a Vakovi show, and like, because it is quite literally vocals, drums, guitar. Like, you have to carry so much of that energy. Because obviously, if Janine is, you know, singing or whatever, she can't really, you know 
know, bounce up and down all that much, depending on how complex that vocal run is. So a lot of the energy, not just melodically, but physically is being generated from you. And I mean, like, how have you felt like your guitar playing develop since like, you know, the stages are getting bigger, the crowds are getting Mm. bigger? Yeah, it's a good. It's a that's a really good question because I remember when Jason and Colin left. I don't know if you met them, the original members. Did you guys meet them back in the yeah, day? Yeah, two thousand yeah, two thousand threes. Yeah, TV. fuck yeah, man. Yeah, oh yeah, on the hay bale. That, yep, the well first, remembered. On the <laughs> first, that's yeah. like twenty eighteen or something. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, I forgot about that. I think the first Heavy because... Music Awards we because I filmed there. Yes, that's, yes, yeah. that was twenty seventeen, oh, I believe. Oh, that's we go, we go way back. But I remember when they left, I always remember a friend of ours, Seb, um, it's like a videographer, like said to me, he's like, you have a lot of like room to fill on this stage. There. <laughs> you know I, mean? I was like, oh, fucking hell. So You're so right. So, yeah, it, but it's just like, you know, especially back then, I think like maybe we were still figuring out our, our feet. You know, uh, 2017 was the first album we brought out. We're still figuring out loads of stuff. Um, and now we have a better idea of what we want the show to be, how we want it to feel. We want it to be chaotic. So like, you get a bit more confidence once you know you've toured a lot and i just realized like i don't know i just have a better understanding of how to be on stage now and how to fill that space that is not taken up anymore do you know what i mean i just i don't know you just you figure it out i do panic about that i do think about that though john quite a lot about like it's just one guitar you know what i mean there's not two guitars and a bass player it's one guitar you know what i mean and there's not guitar and track do you know what i mean yeah so it's like that's quite daunting sometimes, but you know, that that's probably why I overthink it. Oh, I, I always think I'm not good enough because I'm always trying to improve it. But uh, yeah, I do think about that a lot, man. Well, let me hit you with a dose of reassurance because like a lot of like the, the I call it like the non-verbal energy from Vakovi like comes from you, man. Cause I like, obviously like in between songs, Janine has got such like a way with words that like, it, does, like yeah. whatever she says, it's well, gonna, effing, yeah, it's, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna rile yeah. people up. It's gonna get people like in that sort of like loose kind of spirit. But then once yeah. the song kicks in, obviously Janine's got her own stuff to worry about vocally speaking. And then you, know, you cast yeah. your eyes over to you on your side of the stage and like the riffs that you're playing, like watching you play, there's so much energy there but then yeah your head bangs that you throw into it like watching you attack a pedal board as and when needs be like like yeah. it, it is something that like you can tell that like it is such a valuable element of what Vakovi is like live and as these stages get bigger I think you're going to come into your own a lot lot more and like it's not going to be a daunting process I think you're going to feel right yeah. at home the, the bigger these stages get I, I really I do actually really appreciate that man like thank you it's funny man because I remember the HMAs because that you know Wembley stage is fucking massive and like it's not like we had tons of production and backing musicians like it was just the three of us yeah. this huge stage and I remember we were a wee bit worried about that but honestly as soon as we played on that stage actually I was like do you know what we can do this like we can play on stages this size because you like, absolutely a lot of can you just got that yeah I'd you know thrown I mean? in the deep end and then you learn how to swim <laughs> yeah yeah a hundred percent and you know i did actually feel good it felt fucking awesome but um had that been six years ago i don't know like yeah we've learned a lot we've learned a lot in the past few years just how to how to present ourselves the energy and i actually was talking about that in an interview what you just said there john about Janine between songs because someone was asking us like how how do you keep you know the set fresh you know and what what can people expect out of a kovi show and i was sort of like well the way we, that we keep it fresh is we don't really over plan the set. We kind of have a set list, obviously. And, you know, there is track. So that's that's the way it is. But between songs, it's kind of just like, let's see what Janine says. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we, I all that nice. 
Oh man, it's fucking class because it's like if the if the crowd's good, you know, feed off yeah. that, and then you know, it's fucking hilarious. It's, well, it's I, I love it. Like, still to this day, one of my favorite memories of a gig ever was main stage, two thousand trees, Mister Fridge, just Mr. Fridge, a cir- circle pit around Mister Fridge, which so Janine much. coined. He wasn't no one. <laughs> he didn't have a name before that. Janine yeah, was like I mean, what else could it have been? Mr. Fridge. <laughs> Like Chris and the, that's ingrained in my memory now. Just that image of, yeah, circle pit (laughs) conducted by Janine around this guy. It was so sick. That was such a sexual. We had major FOMO not being at trees this year. I was like, oh, it's the first time I've not been in ages since 2017 i think yeah i think i messaged you just beforehand and said i'm like i know you're not playing but i'm at least seeing your face and you were like alas that's the thing like luke Luke was there obviously because he played twice but then he was you guys did you guys see them best amico and some people his new band they played on the well the press amico played on the wednesday but i wasn't getting there till the thursday Mm. and then right um, and people played quite early but i i've heard some clips and it sounds fucking great have you heard of it I've I've heard like the uh, the demos and stuff that looks yeah. like sent me, but I've not I've not seen on people live yet. I, I'm gagging to. That was the reason I would have gone to trees is to see them because I really want to see them because I love yeah. them. I love them as people. They're all great. Yeah, the best human beings. The absolute they are. best human beings. They I are. just want to. They're re- so talented. It's terrifying. Yeah. Oh. it's it's annoying because you look at him and you're like, for for such an innocent looking man, you can do so <laughs> much with your body. Luke like- Kaylee is not an innocent man. <laughs> Looking, innocent looking. <laughs> he, he does look innocent. <laughs> he's, he's wonderful. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, literally, I love him so much. Bring back the, the pod. Was it the podcast you used to do? What happened to that? Oh, we did, we did BHB. It's funny, actually, see coming on Twitch or YouTube and talking to you guys right now, I'm already feeling very nostalgic. Yeah. Like I feel like we have all stuck inside for three weeks and i kind of like it i don't know it's weird <laughs> lockdown energy we're yeah bring, we're bringing well, there was parts of it that were pretty good do you know what i mean so yeah you're gonna get the itch again <laughs> I, believe, I, I remember bitches. yeah i got like an archive or like a memory on my instagram and it was over lockdown being in one of those big zoomed or house party or whatever it is and you and it was like you were there and like Milky was there. Oh my just a bunch God, of us I forgot. Just getting really drunk on the street. I was like, drinking June. so much red wine. Yeah, I remember that. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, How, I, and that was before House Party got shut down. Remember that? Yeah. Like, shortly after. Weren't they just oh leaking God. information to the Chinese or something? <laughs> why were we in that? Why were we in that cult? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But one thing I actually did want to pull you up on is your fit in the oh. music video. Because oh, that sounded like you were saying you're fit in the music. Oh, okay. he's always fit. You're, you're well. <laughs> I wanted to ask you it. about how fit you are. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, yeah. What's your secret? What moisturizer <laughs> are you using? I think that, I should be asking you that. <laughs> 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 but I mean, like what, like over festival season when I saw you at Slamdunk, you had the Arizona Cardinals top on with like this little, like sportswear underneath. I remember asking, "Is like, oh, you support the Cardinals?" And you're like, "No, I don't support football at all. It's like the jersey. it was on sale." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it seems as though like you've sort of like fashion wise like carried on with that kind of look. And dude, it looks mm. fucking awesome, man. Like, Thank you. is that is uh, that is that your plan? Is it just like comfortable but stylish? I, I mean. Yes, I would. So the the top I'm wearing in the video, it looks like a football top yeah, of it as well. Yeah, that's Janine's old top, and she just gave me because she was like, "I do not wear this anymore." And I was like, "That's such a fucking sick top." So that was not supposed to be the top I was going to wear in the music video. I was supposed to wear, I had this like massive leather jacket from the HMAs that was like white and black with a. Did you? I don't know if you guys seen it. It was kind of sick. Like I remember, it looked cool as fuck, but it's made of leather, and we were filming for fucking twenty hours or something oh, mental. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not wearing that. <laughs> you know, 
on that podium for fucking that amount of time. So I brought that um the the white football top as a backup, and uh, I just put that on with the fucking the black undershirt and the the hearing pants, and I was like, okay, that that looks pretty sick. The black headband, and that's just kind of became my live look recently. I suppose you're, I just feel very comfortable in it. You're gradually you know I mean? transitioning into a Hardy Boy, bro. It's happening. Oh, like it's it, it's a slow <laughs> transformation, but it's gradually happening in front of our eyes. Like as soon as you get those cargo trousers with the white stitching on it and like a studded yep. belt, it's like game over. Let's get some tables. I really want the fishnet. Uh, the fishnet. Um, oh, yeah, oh yeah. bro I, I, I can hook you up with some links to some fishnet hell yeah yeah They're so sick like you've oh, got dude. the monopoly on fishnet well i just i just know where <laughs> I know, to find I know, i've know, got a guy i know where to find i've it. got a fishnet guy yeah i got a plug <laughs> yeah who's your guy <laughs> yeah uh oh man yeah legends absolute legends i mean they were like they were our icons growing up right probably oh, andrew you know legit I mean? legit so much of my personality yes. was based off jeff hardy until such, such an old i've day. recently gone into on my tiktok it's just full of like there's pages that just post like wrestling clips of wrestling documentaries. So I just get so many of them now and I watch them for ages. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like five or six parts. Oh, dude. And, yeah. Don't I find it right. so interesting as well. I love wrestling history. Like I, I really, especially if it's the attitude, attitude, yeah. attitude era, I'm so interested by it. I love it so much. Oh, dude, it, without a shadow of that, it's one of the like craziest time periods that I'm just waiting for the films that like properly get made. There was meant to be a Vince McMahon film getting made at some point. And like, I don't know whether they've like put a pin in that because of everything that's been going on with Vince. But at one sure. point we were supposed to get a Vince movie. I think uh, Thor, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Oh, was Chris Hemsworth. He was, was going to play Vince McMahon. No, no, he was meant to be I playing Hulk say. Hogan. What? Oh. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a movie movie. movie. Not yeah. 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 Like an Oppenheimer kind of bio. Who would play Vince McMahon? Wow. Who would play Vince McMahon? Probably Vince, knowing Vince, he'd be like, God damn it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. There's no way he'd let someone else play Please, it. They can, they can do that thing where they de age you now, don't they? Oh, and yeah. Like, um, I don't know if it looks very good, though. I don't know. You know the, do you know what? The, what was it? Captain. Oh, uh, Mar Captain Marvel. Because they that was set in the nineties, so they de-aged Samuel L. Jackson. I thought that was that looked quite good. De-aged Samuel Apparently, L. Jackson, yeah. yeah. I think they did it in the new Indi Indiana Jones movie as well. Yeah, Harrison to Harrison Ford. Ford. Pretty sure. Yeah, I've not seen it, but someone I heard was like didn't look yeah. great. I don't know. I don't know. I've not seen it. And they did it in Robert to Robert De Niro as well. And um, oh yeah, what? um, who who directed The Departed? Whoever directed that, Scorsese. Scorsese. Yeah, they did it in that as well. Yeah, you you can tell it's it looks a bit like uncanny valley. It's like, yeah. like yeah, slightly. It's, it's like yeah. when you have a filter on on like yeah. Instagram. Or it's like a Madame Two Swords wax work of that uh, yeah. person. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like in ten years' time, it'll probably be fucking amazing. But yeah, not quite. Well, speaking, I would love, I would love a Vince McMahon film. By the way, sorry. Yeah, I no. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring it Killer. back to a wrestling front because speaking of a wrestling front, so many bands end up having their songs used. <laughs> in wrestling related stuff be it like pay-per-view songs wrestling games like there are so many tie-ins now between especially guitar-based music like have you thought about like thematically like structuring a song around either like fighting or winning or anything like that just so if there was need for a video montage of a kobe song yeah. could be plugged in underneath it i think creep Pete's our best effort at that so far actually to be fair that's a fucking great <laughs> shout yeah, I think that maybe matches the the theme the most actually. Well, uh, yeah, because our, our I think our our music's like very like video gaming music. Like, yeah, imagine yeah. it and like we've always we've always said that. Do you know what I mean? Like on a like, loading screen. Um, that would be so sick. I'd be I'd be so happy. <laughs> well, 
also uh, on, oh man yeah on the new song that breakdown with the baritone is filthy AF, thank you as they say thank you yeah yeah it's, it's um like yeah first song and first song we've recorded and written uh, uh for us on the baritone um and i kind of am just like oh i think i can w- want to do everything on it now do you know what i mean i don't know because it's like the song is like for the most part quite upbeat or like pop pop elements and then you just hit them yeah. with that fucking heavy <laughs> yeah because the chorus a is quite upli- is. a relatively uplifting chorus you yeah. know what I mean? um and then the outro is just like chromatic drop f nonsense <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> i mean <laughs> i love it i love the yeah. contrast but i think that's something you do so well like over your whole career is like you mix all those elements is there anything like new on this record that you've think you've added to the to your sound in creepy yeah um i mean it's it is by far tonally the heaviest song we've ever written do you know what i mean like by far like instrumentation wise it's you know it's drop f which is pretty wild um it's a really good question uh i think that's that song's a a, um like a, a good sort of like we've taken all the things that we've worked in the past about our band and then just put it into that song I think do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got an intro to catch your attention. It's got just the fucking four the four blazed them with uh, Janine spitting bars, and then you know drops in with the first pre-chorus riff and then and then chorus, and then it's like we've tried. We were we did think quite a lot about the structure and just wanted to make sure you could really fucking bob your head to it. And then the outro is just going to be there. We we do outros like that for live. That's to do yeah, live. Sick. That's what you want, right? That's what we want. You know what I mean? Please, please, because for the love of God, right? Never ever write a song with a fade out, please. It's one of my. Oh, it's one of my. Got any? It's one of my biggest pet you. hates in songs. Right for me, you think it's lazy, bro? For me, there's only like a handful of songs in existence that are allowed to fade out. Tuesday's gone by Leonard Skinner, like Leonard. Right? Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like right. let let that one have it. But other than that, there's like hardly any other examples where i'm like yeah that has permission to fade out because my yeah. my biggest gripe is when do you ever see a song faded out live like there's no sound <laughs> engineer sat there just like still drum, it would be just so drum, drum still going yeah. Yeah, you slowly start to hear the crowd talk and it's like yeah. oh god it's a bit, and they're still fucking going for it yeah um, gradually bringing the house lights up like, yeah. <laughs> that's horrible yeah i know what you mean i yeah i don't think we've ever done it i yeah i we try think about live a lot when we write music, so you're totally right. For that reason alone, we wouldn't do it. But yeah, I don't know. I know. I think of songs that do it that I like. I think "Future" by Paramore does it, and obviously, yeah. like anything that Paramore do. But um, well, sleep that fades token, out. I think "Sleep Token" Vor has got to fade out. Yeah, but they've been playing it live, so I imagine they don't just fade exactly. out. <laughs> exactly. They probably like, just go like. Like, like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Tw- uh, Twenty One Pilots have a song called "Cut My Lip," and when they did the trench tour, when they played that song live, they like it, the song didn't fade out live. Like he wrote like an outro for the song, and I'm like, well, why the fuck didn't you just do that for the album then? Why? Oh, like, if I you know. made it for the live version, you so could have just heated. done it on the record. So heated, John. Oh, Jesus. I, feel- <laughs> I know you love Twenty One Pilots, don't you? Yeah, man. Um, so like to hear me say a bad word about them is is very very <laughs> rare. But it's like no, I think I think they're great as well. Yeah. We were actually talking about them. Last night, actually, yeah, I think they're a fucking great band, man. Really, really like them being huge just makes sense because they are very unique. Like, I know they're not everyone's cup of tea, but I totally get it, man. I think they're, I think they're great. I just it's... had a memory come back to me. I think it's when we interviewed you at Trees years. Well, I think it was when John was there, and you were talking about your color scheme, and then I think oh, the Pilots had just come out with. 
Oh, yeah. the camo for Trench. Camo, so yeah. it's like with, green and very particularly with the Lumi tape yeah. band yeah. over yeah. it as well. So you're yeah. like, oh, we're going to have to change it. Unreal, unreal. Yeah, that was just pure fluke, by the way. Genuinely, that was mad. Absolute mental. Just two bands, same idea, same time. Only one wins. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's certainly not us. I think Twenty One Pilots have got some spies in the Fakobi camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I, maybe I, there's I, a rat in the bank as well. It helps, but I, um, yeah. God, I we're pulling out all the memories today. Jesus Genuinely, Christ. holy all the trees as well. Fuck me. Yeah, tree trees has been the epicenter for a lot of our hangs. That's so, why I was really like felt crap not being there this year, man. It's yeah, like your absence such, was. It's a friends' noticeable. fest, isn't it? Uh, Just, yeah, yeah. Next year, next year. It's like. Super sick. Yeah, like we want to see your name not just on the main stage, but high up on that James main stage. James on the blower. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Headline. Yeah. Main stage. Headline, all, Jesus Christ. All three days. <laughs> all three days. <laughs> <laughs> what a residency. You heard it here first. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh. Well, what are, what are you thinking about this baby metal show? Because like, is that the biggest stage that you'll have played today, or have you done slightly nah, bigger? Surely you've played bigger. The biggest indoor show we've done was actually recently. It was with One OK Rock. Um, Holy shit! At oh my god, where does everyone play now that Brixton's closed? I've forgotten the name of the venue. Uh, the Apollo. The, event, the Apollo. Event That's the biggest Apollo. indoor. I mean, it was completely sold out before we were even on the bill because One OK Rock are massive, but. That's the biggest indoor show we've ever played. Um, but Roundhouse is like fucking so iconic, though. So yeah, I can't wait to just walk Ra in and. Is Roundhouse round five thousand? <laughs> nah, it's. I, I think it's three. It's free, three, yeah, three thousand. It looks bigger, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, way bigger. Surprising me that it's not five. Like, yeah, it feels like five totally. when you're in there. I agree completely. But holy shit, Good nights though. So it's six, maybe. Yeah, exactly six thousand. Uh, yeah, nah, I'm buzzing. Six. I think we're gonna like try and actually think about the set a bit more for that and. Um, Play the play the the new song as well. Maybe oh, another new song. Yeah. We'll see. Oh, yeah. bro, you've but, absolutely got to play this new song. Like, like in terms it's of for the baby metal crowd, isn't it? Hopefully, get that pit. <laughs> yeah, get that baby metal pit going. Um, yeah, I'm always yeah, I'm always yeah. interested to ask this when when you do have a brand new song. Where do you like to drop it into the set? Like, if you're trying to if you're trying to show off a brand new song for the first time, especially as a supporter. Like, do you want to open with it so you just catch them off guard? Or do you want to actually give it some context saying like, hey, this is the new one. Go stream it. Go support it. I would rather put it a few songs into the set so it does have some context, honestly. Yeah. We we stopped playing brand new songs live in sets years ago. We stopped it. Like, Really? Yeah, yeah. We don't like, we never play any any unreleased stuff ever. Even if it's fully finished, we've got it ready to go. We never put it in the set because we just want the highest chance possible that folk know the song so they can enjoy it more. With you. Whether you like to admit it or not, people prefer to hear, people like what they know. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They do. Do you know what I mean? Um, so we kind of try to play to that normally. Um, it's kind of scary testing out a brand new song as well because you're just like, well, nobody's going to fucking know this. <laughs> so if we want any reaction, this is going to, percentage wise, this is the least chance we have <laughs> to get a reaction. Do you know what I mean? And that's usually why, like, you see bands putting like a gimmick around the new song when when they play it live. I mean, if it's the headline band, they might have like a CO2 blast or something like that. But with a younger band, you kind of more have to play with the crowd if you want it to stand out. You know, maybe the old cliche crouch and jump moment yeah, in it, or like yeah, if it's uh, yeah, it's, yeah it's it's mime action. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it's a bit, well, it's like I mean, um, people, you know, Luke's new band, they <laughs> they um. 
they obviously all their stuff's brand new none of it's yeah. out yet so they they before trees went under a different name and just played some pub gigs to test out the oh, new really? songs you know what no I mean? way I you could do that approach which i think is actually really fucking cool actually i think there's some bigger bands that have done stuff like that as well but they've just played under a different name the you know what I mean? that, um, that pub is like this band is it's incredible yeah this band are yeah. unbelievable yeah totally imagine fucking going to any pub with 10 people and um people for the most talented musicians ever just like playing their new material like i think that's cool as fuck i'd kill to be there like, it's 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 as close as we get to the stand-up comedy world because you get those stand-up comedians who will literally just go to an open mic night sure. and just sure. just it's riff down, just to test out like a type five or whatever it's exactly like that it's yeah exactly like that. yeah well let's 100%. jump jump into some of the comments because we've had quite a lot of people getting in touch over the course of the stream yeah. a lot of people showing love for you hassi who is a very regular listener saying the Kovia full force festival was insane the muddiest pit live i've ever been in it was <laughs> oh that's sick that's awesome there's someone from full force here that's awesome that's so cool yeah it yeah. was like we were just chatting about that earlier today it was like fully downpour the whole time we were there apparently the weather got amazing the next day of course <laughs> that's typical it. man fucking typical brought scotland fucking with scotland, you man what we like <laughs> uh I, I tell them thank you that's awesome connie says but hamish are you knee deep in your nan sherry that's a fucking that is a throwback to lockdown holy shit yep um <laughs> rock the way unfortunately my, my nan is dead now so no honey jesus i don't know like <laughs> <laughs> so, so no unfortunately i'm not and uh well, she well, was right one, well, right she was one during nan. And oh can't... man she was a fucking i can only laugh about it because we had such a good really like i had a great relationship with my grand so it's like you know we were, we were very close and during lockdown she was fucking um she was amazing we would just like get up and like occasionally she would like just make a, a day drink and that was the coolest thing ever That's you know i mean i've been up sick. i've been up playing warzone till 7 a.m and i get up and she's like cherry yes. <laughs> oh, absolutely yeah. grand yes she was a legend man total legend total legend so uh yeah i, I might come back to sherry one day do you like sherry no one else seems to like sherry I, like not that long i think last year i went to some restaurant with my parents and there was a sherry tasting menu so like they got that and i tried every one of them disgusting <laughs> yeah it's not it yeah i don't know yeah, i like not it, for but... me not for me yeah ice we bit ice in it i Help. can't drink like whiskey though i know everyone loves like an age oh is it whiskey, whiskey based mm. well i just any sort of hard liquor <laughs> I just, I, doesn't agree with me mm. i'm so uncultured when it comes to booze by the way i just like to drink just like <laughs> Hooch and uh, Buckfast. <laughs> yeah, Buckfast. Yeah. Uh, Hooch, of course, obviously. Um, yeah, I ran my best run during lockdown after a bottle of Hooch. <laughs> my Love best that. 10K time. <laughs> Legit, I'm not joking. It's like, let's I've, go I've get a fucking PB. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> literally, man. Literally. And it was after a stream as well. I just smashed this like bottle of pink Hooch. Oh my god, man! It's like it's like drinking Red Bull that stuff. It's crazy, and I was buzzing, man. Because you're a big evening runner as well, aren't you? I know. Uh, it's because I'm a total night owl, man. It's yeah. like that's when I'm most like like to do stuff, most switched on creatively and stuff. And it's just yeah, I don't know. And it's, there's no one out at night as well. Yeah. I don't like I don't like running when there's people about. I don't know. Dude, oh yeah, I hate. It. I'm with you all the way on that friend. During the pandemic, when like nightclubs were closed and I wasn't getting any adrenaline from anywhere, I'd literally go for a run like after midnight, and I'd run through parks where there's like no natural light whatsoever, like no like okay. street lights or anything, just total pitch blackness, just so I could feel some element of adrenaline. <laughs> oh, so, yes, yeah, so there's a bit of danger there. Well, imagine 
<laughs> you're walking on oh, that is fucked up but I love it. <laughs> imagine you're walking in the park and then you came running towards you i'm just fucking shit myself <laughs> Pitch black. oh my god Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm definitely gonna go a run after this. Even just talking about it, I'm like, fuck, I really like running. Mental, love it. Go. And Great. finally, well, we'll ask this before we let you go. Um, Cameron mm-hmm. says, "Ask Hamish about the meme creep heat edit." Is that a thing? The me the what the meme name? the meme creep heat edit. The meme that creep heat edit. Cameron asks. Oh, eh. Uh, Cammy, can we get some more context on that, please? More context for the chat. Uh, Doctor Scott, uh, Scott asks, "What's your dream hometown show?" Um, ooh, I mean, it has to be. It has to be to do the the batters in Glasgow. That has to be it. Have you never that played there be... before, like a support or anything? Never. That was what? never fucking played there. Yeah, and the fucking many years we've been a band. It's just one of those. We filmed a music video in it, which was really cool. Um, a really old music video. So I'm guessing you've done Catty and Garage. Um, nope. What? <laughs> we actually lie. We supported um, Creeper in the Garage, um, but we've never played the Kai. I know how fucking mental is that. I think it's we've become Kai, more no? like yeah, we've right? become more like goth, goth, goth as we've gotten older compared to being <laughs> younger. So now had we like i think the the problem is we wouldn't do we'd, we'd do a venue quite bigger than catty in glasgow now but had we been at that stage now we would absolutely do the catty it'd be sick as fuck i'd love it bro i think like one time just for nostalgia's sake you should just do a cheeky little downplay and just like kind of love that yeah is, yeah you were talking about that today she was like oh, i'd love to do an underplay like yeah, yeah. Show before the end of the year yeah, yeah. oh bro like, you may have just you may have just made that come true like a little vacovi christmas party at the catty yeah, but yeah loads of bands yeah. do like like neck deeper just about to do their 10 year seen that. but they're playing small venues mm, playing key, key club in leeds yeah that's, been i know that's that's mental yeah Locking that's up. silly for a band that size cammy says tesco by the way what's that cammy says tesco does that mean anything to you <laughs> what is am so, i fucking out the loop oh my so god the whole cammy. sentence is ask hamish about the meme creepy edit and then he just said tesco for context <laughs> Cammy, text me. I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Tesco. He's trolling, we'll never man. Know. He's fucking trolling. Cammy, I'm sorry. I'm blanking on this one, man. He's I've just no frazzling idea. you live on stream. Literally. I'm really embarrassed. I'm so sorry. I have no idea. Oh, we are absolutely here for it. Well, Hamish, thank you ever so much for your time this evening, bro. Oh, one sec. Slay nightclub in Glasgow. I know that was Doctor Scott. That wasn't. Um, oh, that was the venue. Cammy. Sorry, I thought Cammy said that. No, like, no, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Slate. That's quite quite a new venue, isn't it? Um, oh, it's a bit. Yeah, it's a wee bit bigger. Catty makes more sense. Us doing Catty makes way more sense, though. Do you know what I mean? Bro, a hundred percent. I'd like genuinely. I'd. L- I would come to Glasgow if you guys were. I was going to say if you guys were doing a catty. idea. Oh my god, the Kobe show. John Mahon DJ set after. I was oh! just gonna say. I was just gonna say. John Mahon DJ set after. Bro, oh, imagine. Let's make it happen. You would. You would fucking tear the catty down with the set list you'd play. Oh Dude, my god. I get Unreal. asked so many times. Every time I put a question up on Instagram, people are like, "Come DJ catty, come DJ catty," and I'm like, "I'm trying. I've asked the yeah. question. I've asked the question. I've said, hey, you want me to DJ? You got me anytime you want.' So they would love you, man. I'm shocked that that's not happened. That's yeah, bad. you and me both, bro. You and me yeah. both. 
But you, may, yeah. maybe if we double team them, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like hey, oh, man, you get Vakovi, so I'll ju- I'll jump in as well. Oh, by the way, you're pure like making making me want to do this now. <laughs> maybe like yeah christmas guys show show. if we're not gonna do a glasgow show next year i don't know fuck knows fuck knows that would be cool as fuck though oh my god you're totally coming to dj if we do it though absolutely oh before cameron says he's fucked me here there was a (laughs) there was a meme version song in the studio oh that's not creepy he's talking about the wrong fucking song oh Oh, that's not his fault i should have known we we like so we've recently been like we have been working on like loads of other new songs loads of other new songs a few other new songs and uh we did a a meme the, the outro of one of the songs is like super heavy it's crazy and like we've made a meme version of it but i'm not going to ruin it because i already i remember saying to gene i was like we literally need to keep that and release that as something else when you people Please. know the song because it's so good it's like <laughs> i'm not going to give context i'll ruin it but just a meme of a girl talking that fits so well and it's quite a famous meme of the outro of the song is fucking amazing. <sighs> Sorry, Cammy, that was really embarrassing. I, I apologize. I love your guys' imagination. Please, please never change. Oh, we're just fucking idiots. <laughs> Our favorite fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, thank bro, you. <laughs> thank you ever so much for your time today, man. Like you have literally Probably. made the last half hour of this show fucking fly by. It has been an absolute pleasure seeing your face. We fucking miss you, dude. Likewise, I always feel at home talking to you guys. It's like, it's very, I honestly, genuinely always leave feeling uplifted, which is awesome. So I appreciate it. Same, man. As soon as Ollie was like, hey, Mish is coming on Thursday, I was like, this is going to be a fucking great show. <laughs> I was buzzing when you mentioned me, uh, messaged me. I was like, fuck yeah, absolutely. Hell yeah. Well, bro, anytime you guys have anything to promote, anytime there's anything Vakovi related you want to come talk about, this show's like an open door, man. Like you yeah. can come on whenever you want. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys are legends, by the way. So I really appreciate it. You're far As are you. Kind, bro. You're far too kind. Uh, well, my we'll friend. see you at the uh, cat house in December. Yeah, we'll see you at Catty in December <laughs> for a little cheeky Christmas show. My friends, Match. between now and then, make sure you stream creepy and show a lot of love and appreciation for Hamish from Vakomi. Thank you very much. Do I leave this call or do I really uh, we'll, awkwardly sit here and you guys we'll jump out? <laughs> transition you off now. So then you go. Yeah, and then you can hang up whenever you want, bro. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Much love. Big love, bro. Take care, man. Oh, there he is. Look at our longest interview today. Genuinely, like, I, d- I didn't even clock that the stream was meant to have finished 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Good old 45, 50 minutes. Yeah. It didn't seem like that, did it? No, it flies Co- by. Couple of mates just chatting. Yeah. Chatting shit. Shooting the breeze. <laughs> Shooting the shit. Well, my friends, if you missed anything on today's show, it'll be available to watch everywhere. Special thank you to Telly from The Word Alive for a fantastic interview. Shout out to Hamish from Vakovi. And don't forget that the John Mahon Show is going to become a podcast. Yeah. Very, very soon. Potentially even as soon as this weekend. All so. the shows that you've, from episode one up until now, will be uploaded sequentially i guess yep and then yeah wherever you get your pods yeah spotify apple all the other ones <laughs> <laughs> nailed it well my friends thank you ever so fucking much for watching we can't tell you how much we appreciate you and how much we love you also don't feel bad connie it's fine yeah nothing to feel bad for my friend <laughs> always left for me to say is my name's john mohan peace and love stay alive and i'm ollie rout I said that really weird then. Oh, you're out. Go love yourselves. Oh, I, I actually do what I'm a fan of go love yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love anybody else? Yeah. Or whatever RuPaul says.
How is it? Bye. <laughs>